How do we equip leaders of today and of the future with the right tools, skills, and knowledge to tackle challenges that we are facing today and tomorrow? Are business schools doing enough to educate the leaders that we need? Probably not. And today we will dig into what is being done and what is still needed to close this gap. Welcome to Stories for the Future, a podcast on a mission to get you excited and optimistic about the future, filled with challenges, but also so full of opportunities. My name is Veselma Klavnes Berge, and I'm trying to figure out how we can all live good lives, have exciting jobs, and at the same time, take good care of the planet and everyone living here. I want to unlock the superpowers of everyday people so that together we can co-create a future we're all excited about. With almost 8 billion superheroes on this planet, there's no way we couldn't make it. So let's start. It's game on. So what is the role of management education in securing sustainable futures? What new mindsets and competences must we develop and ignite? How can business schools become learning organizations to navigate these new waters? Are business schools ready for not only educating future leaders, but further for taking leadership of the global transformation needed? to secure the sustainable future of our planet. These questions were raised by ABIS, the Academy of Business in Society. And in this episode, you will get some of the answers. I'm so lucky to have two guests today, both working for ABIS. Katarina Halushkova and Karolina Subchak will share the great work they are doing at ABIS and how we can get involved and learn through the tools and resources they are providing. I first discovered ABIS about six months ago and I have been so impressed by their work and this network. And now I would really love for you to learn more about them too. So here they are, Katarina and Karolina from Avis. So welcome so much to Stories for the Future, Katarina and Karolina. So first of all, uh, where are you sitting just geographically so that we can place you? Thank you so much, Veslemoy. Uh, we are in Brussels. Yes, you are in the office building of ABIS, which is the organization that you're both working for. So, uh, and this ABIS, it stands for Academy of Business in Society. And we will dive a lot deeper into what what it is that you do there. But just shortly, uh, so just put it into perspective, what is it that ABIS does and who does it serve? That is correct. So we are a membership organization, an NGO, 
we have a global network of businesses and uh, academic institutions, uh, mainly business schools, and we work together. We, we bridge these two different worlds. Uh, we connect them and uh, we work together on advancing the role of business in society through research and uh, education initiatives. And all our activities uh, include sustainable development uh, topics. Mm. We, we work mainly in three areas, and those are knowledge, productivity, communication and dissemination, and learning and development. And one of our key pillars uh, is the, to equip the future leaders with the skills and capabilities uh, in order to be able to tackle uh, the current and the future um, environmental and societal challenges. So needed. I'm so happy mm -hmm. that you exist. So, but how long have you have you existed? Actually, for quite some time. Uh, we've had an anniversary of 20 years uh, last mm. year. Um, so we were on the market for quite some time. We have been transforming because, of course, uh, we started off um, a bit differently when sustainability was only emerging field, um, and we we've had. Uh, big corporations who founded us and leading business schools uh, that founded us. And uh, there was this need uh, to, to discuss this topic. Um, but now it's not only the need to discuss this topic anymore, but to, to act, mm. uh, to act more in depth. So we are still needed, but we are trying now to be more inclusive um, and accept uh, Every uh, every institution, uh, not only big corporations, but also SMEs and startups uh, and business schools that are maybe struggling uh, still to find their way uh, into this transformation. That is maybe the reason why I recently have discovered that you exist, that you are more visible uh, to more people, perhaps. Yes, and we are really glad to uh, to hear that. Um, mm. Perhaps, yes, also to uh, elaborate a bit more uh, about our origins. Um, so we were born from a corporate initiative. So this is uh, something that, uh, that we are quite uh, proud of. Um, and so back uh, 20 years ago, um, so some big companies really um reflected on the fact that they were not um having the talent that they felt was needed to tackle uh this new sustainable development challenges mm. Uh, so this is why they decided to put forces together uh, and together with leading business schools, um, they wanted to you know, understand how uh, the education system and business schools in particular uh, could help them um, acquire and then develop as well managers that would be not only focused on, of course, um, maximizing profits, but also mm -hmm. caring about the impacts, um, the wider impacts that corporations can have and should have in uh, society. Yeah. So, and that uh, we will talk a lot more about this, uh, the future of business education, which is uh, something that you work a lot with. But we, before we go there, uh, I always like to have kind of a backstory on my, my guests. So, and understanding why people ended up where they are at the moment. So could you just give, a, give the listeners a short introduction to yourselves and why, why are you where you are? <laughs> Now, 
Okay, I can start. Um, so my, my my professional uh, experience is not that long uh, yet, uh, but I am very international uh, in my heart uh, mm-hmm. because I was, so I'm from Slovakia originally, uh, but I uh, did my studies at University of Economics in Prague in Czech Republic. And from there, I took actually uh, two semesters abroad as an Erasmus and other type of exchanges uh, in Germany and then in the US. Um, um, and I felt um, I always loved languages and speaking different languages and uh, getting to understand different cultures and traveling um, together with my studies of um, business and international trade. But I also did a minor in uh, communication and marketing. Um, and after my studies, I felt the need to maybe explore also a different city, a different way of working. I wanted to find an organization which uh, would be more internationally oriented uh, because I really wanted to work with different type of stakeholders uh, all around the world. Uh, I wanted to use uh, English language uh, and maybe also other types of languages. Uh, I am learning and or was learning German and French as well. Mm. Uh, although I do not work in these languages yet um, now, but um, my first uh, my first experience was in a marketing agency, and I have to say that while working in it, even though it was creative, um, I felt that something was missing, and I really wanted to um, have a more positive impact or work with clients which my belong my beliefs are not so far from. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to be more aligned, uh, um, have more uh, my, my beliefs aligned uh, with uh, with the beliefs of the organizations as well that I work with. And so um, I felt that the change to another city uh, could be uh, could be the right uh, right time and great for me. And I ended up in Brussels uh, at Abis. I started as a as a trainee. Um, I had an internship here and. Uh, Three and a half years later, I'm still here. Great. And now you work as a, what's your role? Yes, now I am a project communication specialist. Uh, So it's a mix between project management, uh, even management and communications. Yes. And what about you, Carolina? Uh, Thank you. Yes, I think I can uh, relate to many things uh, um, that uh, my colleague Katarina also uh, shared. I also come from a very international background. Um, My parents are Polish, but I was born and raised in Italy. So this already, let's say, set me up for an international uh, life and career. Um, I also have a business education background. I studied at Bocconi University in Milan, and I also had the opportunity to take two um, exchange programs, one in the US and one in Sweden. Um, Yes, which also really contributed to opening my um, heart and eyes to more uh, realities and ways of working. um, And of course, getting to know uh, many different um, people, whether you know on the pro- personal or professional uh, side. Um, and I uh, would like to mention here that although I um, intentionally went into uh, studying business, uh, what I realized after five years of studying business is that I took one sustainability course because I chose to. 
Yeah. So I could have, um, you know, went and, and uh, went on and, and finished my studies, um, business studies, five years um, mm. without even addressing this topic that much. Mm. So this was um, quite eye-opening for me. Mm. Um, and I, of course, have uh, many colleagues that then, you know, took on uh, very um, bright uh, careers in investment banking or uh, finance in general or went to work on in big corporations. And, you know, they are all uh, extremely smart and I have a lot of respect for them. And at the same time, there was something uh, missing for me in that type of career. So I always um, had clear in my mind that I wanted to use the skills that I need, that I learned mm -hmm. um, in a different context, like to make like the world somehow a better place. Mm -hmm. So this led me first to um, first work experience in a change management uh, consultancy uh, in Milan, uh, which uh, was an experience that I loved. Um, but again, you know, this um, international spirit uh, made me uh, move and it also brought me uh, to Brussels and to Abyss. I also started as an intern uh, seven years ago already. Uh, and then I took on various positions and currently I'm knowledge manager here. So uh, my role is to be in touch with our members, uh, discover what are their priorities and the topics uh, that they are researching and working on. Uh, and based on that, we create activities um, and spaces and platform where our members, corporate and academic, can uh, address these topics. Yes. Great. It's so it's interesting to hear your, your different uh, paths and journeys and ending up same place <laughs> right so my my topic for this season is very much about how we can all have a more or more positive impact on society and our many challenges through our careers so and I know that you are working on this very interesting project related to education and exactly as you mentioned uh, there Carolina about how the business education is lacking uh, big parts about sustainability. But before we go there, how do you yourself see people moving into more impactful careers? Uh, looking, not just looking at education, but can you see that in your own lives that there is a shift happening? I think it depends very much on um, a number of things. So the context um, of our personal and professional lives, our personal values, our uh, backgrounds. Um, what I see is that certainly this there is a lot of uh, societal demands uh, on companies around sustainability. So I think this is also translating into uh, many more uh, jobs, sustainability jobs. So of course now it is much easier to like find um, you know a sustainability manager job, for mm. example, that used not to exist in the past. Uh, so I think this um, supply of jobs in a way is attracting uh, many more people into this type of career. Uh, on the other side, I also think that there is um, a push from students themselves. I think, um, you know, younger generations are much more 
sensitive um, to what is happening in the world with regards to climate change and you know the biodiversity crisis um, and yeah you know, other uh, um, inequalities and social consequences. And I also think that um, and I, there were there are many uh, sources that show this that uh, they are not interested in working for um, just, you know, uh, just get whatever job they can get. Mm. Uh, but they also want to use their skills to try to tackle uh, these problems and hopefully create solutions as well. Yeah. And I can just add that uh, we are subjected to uh, our own uh, social circles. Yes. And maybe I'm also uh, being uh, positive. Uh, but I, I do see that people are actively seeking and demanding change. Uh, they are, um, citizens are more involved in decision making. Uh, they are also on a, you know, city level uh, here in Brussels. I can see that things are changing, um, that um, also, thanks to the citizens that are uh, pushing, uh, there are new initiatives every day um, that are starting uh, from ground up. Uh, I can see that um, you know there are better uh, there's better infrastructure for cyclists, uh, so that we don't have to mm -hmm. use public, uh, so that we don't have to use our own cars or. Um, it's also safer in the streets uh, for cyclists uh, and so on. Uh, so I can see that on personal individual level, people are more mindful. They are also, um, at least from my social circle, uh, trying to, you know, take trains rather than uh, taking planes or they, they really think, uh, do I need to have a holiday um, in Asia or the US? Mm. Can I maybe have a holiday closer to my home and, and still have a great time uh, and explore something new? Yeah. Uh, so things are are changing, um, even though maybe they are changing a bit slower than uh, than what is needed. Um, but I, I tend to look more on the positive side. Yes, I agree. So you recently arranged uh, this forum forum, I think you call it, called uh, "Futures of Business Education," and I read on on your page that you you say that. Uh, you believe business schools need to take responsibility for the mindsets, frameworks, and management theories they teach and to transform their practices, curricula, and research. So, and you basically ask the question if, if business schools are doing enough or if they could do better. So maybe you can share a bit about the background for this event or this, this project uh, and how you see the education system playing a role to secure a sustainable future? Yes. Um, so, of course, we have mentioned um, uh, the story about ABIS and this event uh, builds very much on uh, our mission, which is to advance the role of business in society. And we really think that business schools have um, an important role in this. Um, at the same time, uh, we have also recently published a position paper on uh, transforming business education for a sustainable future. Uh, and we would like also to thank uh, the authors Sato Terikangas from Turku School of Economics and Molly Painter from Nottingham Trent Business School. 
Um, and together we really sat down um, and realized that uh, we really need to take a stronger position on this. Of course, we have been working on this topic for 20 years and some changes have been made. Uh, I don't think there is any business school now that doesn't have sustainability courses. Uh, many of them are introducing mandatory sustainability courses, which uh, I think it's a great improvement. Um, but if we think about uh, what is actually needed, which is integrating sustainability across uh, the business school curriculum, this is uh, still not reality in many uh, business schools. So um, this really uh, led us to uh, think about how um, else we can uh, push uh, business schools to do better um, without taking away the progress that has been already done, of course. Mm. Um, and one angle that we took, uh, and we hope this is uh, going to be very beneficial, is the angle of uh, foresight and future studies. This is uh, These are disciplines that we have been exploring at ABIS. We are not experts in the topic, uh, but we have this tool called Scenario Exploration System, uh, which has been created by the European Commission and that we um, really enjoy uh, learning about and using with our members um, and that we have been championing. Yeah. And by using this tool, we realized that um, what is really needed is the ability to imagine um, different, better futures and giving the, um, like anybody uh, really in their own personal and professional roles, the sense that they can change things and actually do something um, going in a positive direction. So we see it every time that we play this with students. This is our main current uh, target group that we use this uh, tool with. But we want to um also now start using it hopefully with um executive teams in business schools and we are creating a specific version for them um and we really see it how difficult it is to uh, get out uh, the usual ways of thinking and um doing things uh, and it's human, it's normal. And this uh, foresight and future studies, I think it's a perfect, um, I think they call it social technology as well, uh, to get out of you know the way that we do things uh, currently and to imagine things differently and work to um, actually uh, making them a reality. Mm -hmm. So we found that this... Um, tool can really help us in this so this whole conference was about uh, finding out like what are the patterns that business schools have been um, perpetuating that might be quite problematic uh, right now with uh, increasing societal demands for sustainability uh, and imagining a different uh, role for business schools and uh, acting towards it um, I think this that this tool is going to be quite uh, helpful uh, on this. I, can you just explain how it works this uh, this tool? Because it I've been looking a little bit uh, and trying to figure out how it works, and it looks so exciting. It's really fascinating. Uh, so could you just take the listeners through it? Yes. Uh, well, maybe 
maybe I can also touch on on the process that we started at the Knowledge Interaction Forum, uh, mm-hmm. which is a really a co-creation process. Uh, so we are working with different uh, stakeholders uh, because we really value the different perspectives. Uh, so we have an, invited uh, to these uh, workshops and uh, co-creation and multi-stakeholder workshops, uh, academic members, but also representatives from business, from civil society organizations, uh, policymakers, and also students, uh, which have uh, a say in you know um, how business education can look like in 2050. And uh, we are not uh, predicting the future. Uh, we are using foresight, so we are just anticipating uh, future and imagining how this um, business education can look like, which is going to be uh, desirable, but also plausible. Um, and we are identifying uh, with this um, some risks and opportunities, uh, which can actually stimulate some innovation and change, and which can um, which can lead to uh, making uh, better decisions in the present time, so right now, so that we can shape uh, the future that we want to that we want to achieve. Um, so with this initiative, we are supporting the transformation of uh, of uh, business schools uh, towards sustainability. Mm-hmm. And the scenarios that we will create, they will be all alternative, they will be all visionary and far from our current reality, uh, but they will be plausible. So it will, they will uh, and could happen if we, if we would like them to happen. Um, and so you have asked about the, the scenario exploration system, um, which is the tool uh, that we use to explore uh, these scenarios in a more fun and easy way, um, which is workshops, uh, which is a workshop basically that we deliver. Um, and this tool is um, it's a serious foresight and gaming tool, and it has been developed by the European Commission Joint Research Center. Um, and we have been using this since uh, 2016. Um, and uh, this tool is using a research-based gaming technology. Uh, so it's really uh, it comes from research. Uh, it has been uh, developed by experts. Uh, it's it's very uh, highly interactive. Um, it's also very versatile, so it can be adapted to many different um, different versions, uh, different scenarios, and different needs possible. Um, and what it uh, what it does is that it helps participate uh, participants to engage in systemic and long term thinking. Uh, they are taking um, a societal role, um, you know, an established business, a policymaker or a representative mm-hmm. from civil society organization. And ultimately, they will understand how this stakeholder can play a role uh, in our complex environment. And sometimes this tool can be played as a simulation. So uh, the, the people, the participants, they take on the role that uh, they do in their everyday uh, work, or they can put themselves into uh, into the shoes of a different stakeholder to imagine maybe uh, you know better what uh, what this role can do or to um um yes to to uh to think a bit differently to think also outside mm-hmm. of the box um and what they are they're gaining is also futures literacy because they are really uh they really have to think in long term because mm-hmm. uh, it's usually um 
in in 30 years, what's going to happen uh, in 2050. Um, and this workshop takes uh, no longer than uh, three hours. Um, it's a, it is ultimately a game. Uh, so it's also it should be pleasant and fun, and we think that is a is a really great way to uh, to explore uh, these future desired scenarios um, and have a lot of learnings. Um, there are there are outcomes which can be planned, uh, but there is also uh, many many serendipitous outcomes that come out of the out of the debrief um, and out of reflection from uh, playing this game. Um, and it has been a really nice journey that we uh, that we are on uh, since we are playing this. And we have really been um, playing this game and delivering this workshop to many different uh, many different groups. Um, as Carolina mentioned, uh, we started more to support uh, our professors, members, and lecturers uh, because they have been integrating this tool and these workshops into their um, into their courses and modules. Um, but um, most more recently, we have been also playing this with internal teams uh, to have maybe more strategic um, decisions made or to let the internal teams think uh, a bit differently um, and more innovative uh, and innovatively um, than uh, than in normal everyday uh, working life. Hmm. So how how do you how uh, the participants how what kind of reactions do you get after they have been through this? Yes, one thing that we really get um, very often, I will just um, summarize, but um, yes, one of the insights is that, you know, we are not um, independent islands, just, um, you know, wandering around an ocean and uh, there are no interdependencies. Uh, we live in a very interdependent system. So uh, the actions of any uh, other stakeholders will be impactful on us, but we also do have um, power to uh, act on things that we believe in and uh, think should happen. Um, but we also need to learn to collaborate with mm -hmm. uh, one another. So collaboration is also um, one of the learnings that uh, participants take out of this uh, experience uh, i think it's uh, yes this mix of on one hand there is a context that we are um bound to that we cannot really change because some of the forces um the driving forces you know we, anybody is um we need to work together in order to to tackle them uh, but on the other hand, we can all uh, do something every day if we want to, uh, to move towards uh, what we think should uh, happen um, and the vision that we have for, uh, for reality. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I would. Uh, can anybody join or how does it uh, how how can people find this? And so, yes, we anybody can join. We are actually organizing uh, monthly taster sessions uh, where we showcase the tool uh, just in one hour so that people can really imagine how it looks like, because um, this tool actually um, 
works as in uh, in-person uh, format, but we also uh, digitalized it and mm. we are using the Miro uh, tool for this. Uh, so during these taster session, it's an online uh, one-hour workshop um, where we, we showcase the dynamics of the tool. Uh, we explain the main uh, main outcomes and the main objectives and the benefits of the of this game. Um, so it's a really nice way how to understand it uh, understand it better. And we we do recommend and encourage everybody to um, to sign up. Uh, it's for free, and uh, then we can uh, you know from this, if anybody would be interested to explore it more further, then we are always uh, um, always open to have a one on one discussion to understand the needs and to tailor uh, the the tool uh, to for the needs of the of of our client. Mm. Sounds great. I will put uh, some information in the show notes about this so people can find it. So yes, let's, let, let's, let's go back to the education system a uh, little bit, because if you, um, let's say you're no longer a part of an education system, you're well underway in your career and you no longer get that fresh input from from a university or a place like that. So how can, how do you think that we can still develop the skills needed for the future, even though we're not longer a part of a education system? I think I can mention here two things, uh, lifelong learning and mm. uh, and life-wide learning, uh, which is uh, learning across different areas of life, uh, but also the life-wide dimension recognizes uh, formal, informal, and non-formal education, uh, which happens outside of the of the classic education um, structure, um, and is from the society. And I think what people should seek is motivation. Uh, to uh, get curious and excited by things. Um, I think now we have so many different possibilities out there to have uh, continuously uh, inputs and to continuously learn. Uh, there are great initiatives out there, summer schools and online mm. courses uh, that are that are free or for very little um, little cost. There's also great books and podcasts as well. Um, and you know there is an increasing trend and push for more and more um, open access research and open access mm. materials. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, a lot of great knowledge out there that can be accessed at this moment. Yes. That's and I think what can really support um, looking for um, relevant and you know respected uh, sources of knowledge out there um, is you know trying to develop um, more of a growth mindset mm -hmm. than a fixed mindset uh, because when we think that you know anything that comes uh, in our way, um, any challenge or frustration, if we take this um, as an opportunity for growth and to learn how to uh, tackle this, how to solve it, how to reach out maybe to people who are already working on uh, the same issue, uh, this can really be, you know, um, an engine for uh, for um, uh, wanting to learn more about a particular issue at uh, interest. Um, and I also think. You know, being touched by things that happen in the world 
uh, is an important part uh, as well. I think you know, very often we are a bit armored uh, in a sense and don't want to look at uh, things. But if we really do and we let ourselves you know, feel the discomfort, uh, the worry, the um, sadness maybe about mm-hmm. certain things that uh, you know happen, um, I think this can be a great source of energy even to want to like look at these things and say, okay, maybe I'm not, uh, you know, such a passive uh, actor in yeah. this and I could potentially have a, a role uh, in tackling this issue. Again, uh, we shouldn't uh, think of ourselves as isolated islands um, because if we are... Um, stuck in this uh, way of thinking, of course, um, you know, this uh, um, being, you know, passive and, and a sense of hopelessness and inability mm-hmm. to to, to uh, deal with things comes out. Uh, but if we follow this impulse of, um, well, trying to uh, find a solution or make things better, then we can also uh, find the resources and the people and the knowledge that is needed. Um, and yes, personally, I strongly believe in that. Mm, I agree. Uh, so uh, when it comes to this uh, change or shift in the education system, do you think that uh, this push will come from the students, the younger people, or do you think that um, the the in universities and uh, education um, systems will transform themselves? Where do you think it comes from? I would say that actually it's a combination of both. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely, it comes also from the new generations, uh, you know, the, the generation Z, millennials, generation alpha, they will, they're all more mindful of these things and they care uh, about also more environmental uh, problems and issues. So definitely they will uh, push more and demand the change. Uh, and we can see it happening already now, mm-hmm. uh, also because of the societal um uh, challenges that we are facing. Uh, We can see initiatives that are more circular, regenerative, uh, collaborative practices and so on now. Um, But um, I I do also think that um, the business schools, they are already uh, aware of this. Uh, A lot of them, they have already sustainability at its core from their top management, which is actually extremely important uh, for um, for everybody, for the staff, for the professors and lecturers that are working there, uh, because change can also happen from bottom up um, and also downside in. Um, but uh, I think it is important to have support from the top, to have the the freedom, uh, to have uh, the, the freedom to pursue uh, the initiatives and know that it will be supported uh, by the top uh executive executive and um somebody who will put uh, sustainability at the core of the strategy as well mm. yes great so we are approaching the end and i have some some final questions and in my previous um season i used to to ask about uh, the future 10 years into the future but i have kind of May that uh, like shrunk that period a little bit, and now I my my question to you is 
in three years, ideally, where do you see ABIS uh, be three years from now? And, and how has your organizations had an even bigger impact on the, on the business world and the world around us? We think that, um, you know, as an organization, what we would um, really like to see um, is, you know, our members uh, integrating sustainability more and more uh, into their courses. Uh, and this means having it part of any discipline. So not having a separate course uh, tackling this, but having sustainability issue be issues being addressed in finance courses, accounting courses, marketing courses, because I think this is going to be uh, really what uh, is going to change how uh, current and future leaders are being educated uh, so that sustainability can be, you know, the red thread uh, across uh, education. Uh, organizationally, I think this would mean for us um, you know, to be even more uh, in touch with our members and to understand what challenges they are facing uh, in uh, their journey towards uh, integrating sustainability across all topics and subjects. Uh, and also it means that we need to be more inclusive and in touch with stakeholders as well. Uh, so as my uh, colleague Katarina said at the beginning, uh, this is also like we are on this journey already, uh, but we really see that um, we need societal input to make sure that curricula are relevant um, and that, uh, yes, what is taught then is going to serve uh, students, but students can also use it to have a real uh, impact in the in the world. So, of course, we would like to uh, welcome new members to our network and also to uh, support them on this journey. We really think that this uh, scenario exploration system tool that we have um, can help uh, democratize ways in which this change can happen in a more um, interactive, inclusive uh, way. And yes, we would like to um, you know, mainstream this tool to as many organizations as possible. Mm. I think Carolina said, uh, said it very nicely. Uh, what I can add is that uh, we, of course, we would like our network to grow and even to grow uh, maybe more uh, towards Eastern European countries. Um, we are, of course, a global network. Um, but it's true that most of our members are actually in the West, uh, Western Europe. So we would like to engage more and more, or maybe also a more struggling um, business schools and uh, SMEs and startups that are maybe at the beginning of the journey. Uh, with our events, we want to inspire uh, people and our participants to act as change uh, makers, as change agents. Uh, we also want to involve uh, students, uh, what we call uh, we call them movers uh, mm -hmm. to take part in the decision uh, decisions and to take part in these kind of important uh, debates and discussions. And we want to inspire and, and foster better collaboration and more fruitful collaboration between academia and business uh, and corporate world. Uh, because uh, even though we this is our core mission and we have been uh, bridging these two um, 
these two different worlds together, uh, there is still there. They work on a very different basis. They mm-hmm. have different pace, uh, yeah. different objectives, um, and so sometimes it's a bit more challenging. Uh, that, but that's why it also makes sense that we are still on the market uh, and uh, to be the middleman to provide uh, this uh, more fruitful collaboration and find uh, how we can join forces um, um, is important. Yeah, there, there are a lot of synergies uh, between these two worlds, and even if sometimes it's um, uh, not straightforward to make them happen, I think uh, both uh, worlds need uh, each other, both mm-hmm. for to stimulate innovation, to create uh, the uh, talent and the leaders that we need uh, to have today in the future, um, and just to learn from uh, from one another. Mm. Yes, absolutely. I think your your work here is really, really important. <laughs> so on that note, for the people now hearing about you for the first time, uh, where do we find you? What, what, what's your website or is there an app or where do we find you? So we have a website, of course. Uh, it is abis slash uh, or dash global dot com. <laughs> Maybe mm-hmm. we can uh, you can put it in the yeah. in the bio in the description afterwards. Um, we do. Uh, we are also active on social media. So we have mainly LinkedIn, but we're also on Facebook and Twitter. Um, we have all our team members accessible on our website. So you can also always uh, email us uh, at any time we will be happy to uh, to start any discussion with you um yes and uh, we are our headquarters are in brussels but our network is all around the world so mm-hmm. uh one way or another we are all connected to each other yes great thank you so much for uh, being my guest today and i recommend everyone listening to to follow your work and pay attention to what you're you're doing and i hope that we have now spread the knowledge about you to to more people so thank you so much thank you very much thank you very much This is what I always come back to when I think about all the highlights of starting this podcast. That is all the people I get to connect with and learn from. I really, really appreciate that opportunity. And also it becomes so obvious to me how small and connected the world is. We are facing so many of the same challenges and we need to get together to solve them. Thank you, Avis, for all the good work. And I will, of course, share all the details, links, and all the good stuff in the show notes so that you, the listener, can reach out to them and connect. Until next time, have a great week, and I will talk to you soon. Stories for the Future is made and edited by me, Vestlemarie You will find all links and information for this episode and everything else related to this podcast on storiesforthefuture.no. If you enjoyed this episode, hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you would like to show your support and make it easier for other people to find this podcast, I would be really grateful if you would leave a review. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn at storiesforthefuture. Until next time, 
go out and make a dent in the world. There's work to be done and impact to be made. And we can actually have a lot of fun along the way.